0: With Michelle Martin on Your Money, only on Money FM 89.3. Hong Kong's toughest year in decades is leading many expats to wrestle anew with the question, do I stay or do I go? It's a difficult choice for Hong Kong's foreign resident community, especially the 90,000 or so people who come from major economies outside of Asia. If they stay, they face renewed disruptions arising from political turmoil amidst efforts by China to impose a national security law. To leave is to risk relocation at a time when the global economy is crippled by the coronavirus. It's a dilemma not unique to expatriate communities on Hong Kong, given the different schedules of the lifting lockdowns. Should I stay or should I go may not be the easiest question to answer right now, but even without political uncertainty as a backdrop, organizations have had to deal with massive change with entire teams moving online. So how should companies be supporting their overseas assignees and help them make crucial decisions that balance personal and corporate interests? We bring in live now Lee Kuein Regional Director of Asia at ECA International, which provides more global mobility expertise to multinational companies. Lee, welcome to the program. What do you think are some of the particular challenges uh, lockdowns have placed on overseas assignees that employees employers need to be aware of?
1: Good morning, Michelle. Those are very good questions, actually. And I think... What many organisations aren't aware of is the fact that um, obviously their local workforces are placed under a considerable amount of stress due to lockdowns. Um, But for many um, foreigners who are working um, within countries, those stresses can be um, sometimes um, larger or greater. So, for example, we know that with lockdowns, um, nobody really has access to their extended network of support of maybe family or friends, Um, and that is obviously very much the case as well for foreign workers, expatriates, Um, but for those, um, the absence of the family can be even greater. So, for example, using Singapore as an example, um, we know that it's a relatively small location, And even if you're unable to visit family... Um, it's quite easy to actually engage with them on a real-time basis via things such as obviously um, Zoom, WhatsApp, so on and so forth. That may not be so easily um, accessible to expatriates because their family can be several time zones away, uh, meaning that ability to have real-time conversations um, with support networks, including family back home, um, are much lesser than they are for um, their local colleagues. Um, Likewise, their families may actually be based in locations which have been more affected um, by the COVID-19 pandemic. So examples may be um, American expatriates, UK expatriates, or Brazilian expatriates, all of which or all of which come from countries with very high um, levels of of infection due to COVID. And obviously the stress associated with um, knowing that they have families in these particular locations, but not really being able to reach out to them and in emergencies, not being able to actually go back to see them um, has also increased stress levels.
0: Indeed. Are there programs that organizations can put in place to provide the necessary support for overseas assignees at this time? Any unique programs you've come across?
1: Um, I think what we've seen is many well organizations that have been at the forefront of this. Um, what they've done is they've tried to establish um, support within their expatriate um, communities Um, in the locations in which they operate. So many organizations don't just operate in one country, they operate in several. And what they do is I believe that they set up networks amongst their um, expatriates who are working in other countries um, so that then they can exchange information, um, they can learn from each other's experiences um, in order to better prepare themselves, um, obviously in terms of how they equip themselves in dealing with the impact of the pandemic um, so that's really what we've seen the most forward-thinking organizations do, is, is really just facilitating um, that network amongst their um, expatriates who are assigned to all of the locations in which they, the companies operate.
0: What do you think are some structural changes that companies will now need to start to think about to ensure their businesses can provide flexibility in, in a post-COVID world?
1: Um, That's a good question. Um, I think what we see most organizations doing and what we would also recommend is given the situation associated with COVID, um, the lack of a vaccine and the lack of a vaccine appearing anytime soon, Um, the disruption that it will have on transportation. So um, we don't necessarily anticipate business travel or even personal travel internationally will resume to its pre-COVID levels anytime soon. Um, So this means that organizations have to prepare for this. Um, I think they have to accept the fact that it's not going to be as easy to relocate people as easily or as urgently as they did uh, in the past. Um, I think we see organizations are likely to be reviewing their staffing needs um, and therefore accelerating localization. So, for example, um, previously companies saw that labor was a very mobile factor of production. And mm. if you had... A skill set missing in one particular location you could just um, obviously an easy fix was to move it from another location i think that that's not going to happen and i think we're going to see companies reinvesting in local workforces trying to train and develop them and see if there are any particular roles which are currently performed by expatriates that they can try and localize and um, engage people locally to
0: do Great insight. Thank you, as always, for joining us. Lee Quain, the Regional Director of Asia at ECA International. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.